the wrestling podcast about nothing is brought to you by bda radio bda radio doesn't break news they break the news with their wild commentary regarding mma and wrestling head on over to bdaradio.com and check out all of the latest news on the ufc bellator wwe and much more they are proud to be the voice of fans because they are fans themselves bdaradio.com I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dimension? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. And welcome to episode 24 of the BDA Radio exclusive edition of the wrestling podcast about nothing on BDARadio.com and the podcast radio network. Well, as you can tell, I am not longtime pro wrestling referee Mike Crockett, and I'll be flying solo again uh, this week on. Uh, well, na 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 na. Kingpin, I'm here. I'm here. Wait, you're back. Yes, you're back. I am the ref- former referee. Uh, I don't know if I'm former or not. I'm referee Mike Crockett, and I'm here with the Kingpin Brian Malonis. Yes. Were you with the Hamptons? <laughs> yes, I took an extended leave, an extended leave from the wrestling podcast on nothing. How are Prickly Pete and Snoopy? <laughs> all right, Kingpin, enough of your funny business, all right? <laughs> you you dilly-dally all uh, all Monday long, but this is the Thursday. This is the BDA. This is the big one. This is the BDA Radio exclusive podcast. So we're going to get kicking here. Well, nice of you to show up. <laughs> Thanks for having me, buddy. Uh, <laughs> so there's no poll this week on Twitter at the WPAN. Uh, there'll be no dirt sheet shuffle this week. So what we're going to do is we're going to pick the topic. Why not? We're here. We're back. We're together again. We're going to pick the topic and we're going to go with it. All right. We're like the Muppets, huh? Together again. Thank you very much. Uh, but later on, we're going to have Merv Griffin time. That's where we get your thoughts and answer your questions. Plus, one more hateful hee-hee-hee will be immortalized in our Heel Laugh Hall of Fame. But yes, we discuss a different topic each week here, voted on by our listeners and followers at the WPAN on Twitter. But not this time. This time, it's our decision. And our topic this week on episode 24 of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing on BDA Radio is our favorite wrestling faction. And Brian, uh, you are an independent wrestling veteran and you are a veteran of a few factions in your day. Is that correct? (laughs) Yeah, one or two or six or seven. (laughs) (laughs) Believe it or not, Mike, I was a member of the Brotherhood. Uh, You were? (laughs) Not not quite the incarnation that you... uh, probably remember well but yeah yes i was me and the playboy so uh we will deem you an expert in the uh in the way of wrestling factions i guess we're both kind of part of a historic faction mike which one's that we're both druids ah uh, okay <laughs> that's uh that's teetering on the border there of uh being a faction but I'll, okay i'll give that one to hey, just you just roll with it we can get conventions <laughs> we're still trying to get booked still trying to get booked eventually it'll happen we've been doing this since like episode four or five of the uh proper podcast and it hasn't happened yet but it's sure to happen any day now brian 
I'm expecting us to be, you know, one of these big signings at some point here. I'm, I sure hope so. We need the cash. Uh, so, Brian, favorite wrestling factions. This covers the entire span of wrestling, the 80s, the 90s, today. There's plenty of them. We, we have our number one picks in mind, I think. But um, give me a wrestling faction that uh, was particularly pleasing to you. Was I'll give you one that is currently particularly pleasing to me, Mike. All right. I, I, I'm a little biased here. Okay. The New Day. <laughs> I see. Okay. I think they're. I think they're very pleasing. I think they're very entertaining and uh, have have made something out of nothing. I'd I'd say. Wait, are you sure about this? You said NAT that begins with New is is terrible. Oh, uh, now you're playing your semantics. <laughs> you know exactly what I meant. Last week or two weeks ago, I should say, right? Episode twenty three. You said NAT so that begins with New is awful. I was, of course, referring to, like, if there was just a faction called The Day, and then this was a new version of it, then yes, it would, it would stink. But <laughs> they, are, they are the originals, the original New Day. Well, thank you, Randall Keogh on Twitter for uh, pointing that out originally. <laughs> but, yeah, The New Day, quite a, quite a faction, as you said, um, you know, coming in uh, or limping in, I should say, to uh, the <laughs> WWE and kind of turning it all around and uh, becoming a pretty big act. How about you? Who do you who do you like, Mike? Anybody okay. current? Um, do you even watch the current product? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there, Brian. Let's not even go there, okay? But uh, all right, current. How about not in WWE? The Bullet Club. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a uh, probably the most popular faction on the planet right now. Right, right, exactly. They're in every hot topic in the country, which is a pretty big deal for an independent, uh, not, not a non-WWE entity. To be in a chain store nationally is a huge deal. And the Bullet Club, you know, they've gone through a number of incarnations. Of course, uh, Fergal Devitt, uh, Prince Devitt, the original leader of the Bullet Club. And then you had your AJ Styles. And now Kenny Omega is kind of in that role of the leader of the Bullet Club. And there have been uh, a bunch of members. I think maybe at times it has teetered on uh, the NWO uh, expansion of uh, the dying days of WCW. But uh, the Bullet Club is still um, very, very popular. If you look, uh, I know this past Monday on the NAI Network, you reviewed uh, the G1 special in the USA, night one. And just the amount of Bullet Club t-shirts in that crowd was uh was amazing it was how about just being in you i mean you were in attendance for the tv tapings of ring of honor and lowell and then i was in attendance for the pay-per-view as well and i i think two-thirds of the people there had some form of a bullet club shirt on whether it be the original bullet club shirt or a kenny omega or a young bucks version or a cody rhodes version or here's the big question mike yes i'm around ring of honor now Yes, you are. Do you think I can weasel my way into the Bullet Club somehow? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a, a, a coup for, for Brian Malos and for the wrestling podcast about nothing. The new, yeah, the, the new Japan version has Bad Luck Fale, who, who is the, their enforcer. Yeah. Who's the enforcer of, of, the, of the Ring of Honor version of the Bullet Club? I think, I think they could use a big fella. Yeah, the executioner. 
Brian Lonis. Hey, hey wh- whatever gets me in the Bullet Club, man. <laughs> <laughs> Do I get merchandise sales? <laughs> yeah, throw that up a flagpole, bro. Talk to your contacts in Ring of Honor. So you can make yeah. that happen. Hey, if you're gonna if you're gonna aim, aim high, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, the Bullet Club we've covered. What about uh, what else do you think, Brian? Ah, uh, one um, I, I thought that was was very good. Um, fairly recent in WWE. Um, fair, well, I say fairly. I don't know. Jeez, might be might be a good six eight years old at this point. But the Straight Edge Society. I thought this was this was great. CM Punk um, with with. Um, Jesus, uh, Luke, Luke Gallows. Gallows, yes, and uh, Serena, right? Was that the young lady's name? Yes, she uh, she shaved her head to show her allegiance to and the uh, Joey Mr. Mercury, Sen. I believe, for a time as well. He was there, yeah, for a little bit, yeah. But it was very just. I thought it was. I thought it was very well done. It was very creative. Punk being uh, a cult like figure. Of course, he had like the long hair. He was very Charlie Manson like. Yeah, uh, I think in his look at that point and the ceremonial shaving of the head, uh, the pledge allegiance, and I thought it was really, uh, really entertaining, really compelling, compelling stuff. What, what are your thoughts? At that time, yeah, it was probably one of the most uh, entertaining things going today. Of course, CM Punk. I mean turn just about anything into gold because it seems like he had a lot of leeway on the microphone and i mean we've talked about it everyone's talked about it you you give these guys the opportunity to speak for themselves to not uh you know read something off of the page and it, it they bring it to life and it just feels it feels real it feels more organic this you know the stuff reading a script it just doesn't feel the same way as you know speaking from your heart speaking from your own mind and that's what it seemed like cm punk did so everything he did kind of at that time or over the course of his time in wwe just it had that authentic feel to it and uh, the straight edge society of course he's a straight edge guy no drinking no drugs that's kind of what CM Punk's all about, and it kind of uh, you know it trickled down to the people in his faction, the Straight Edge, straight edge Society, and of course CM Punk also uh, for a time, I guess this is in the dying days of this faction, was the leader of the Nexus. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, he he was one of the uh, he was the leader at one point. But the Nexus, when they first debuted, that uh, the ending of that episode of Raw, where all these guys from the first season of the NXT, you know, the the when NXT was the competition show, when they all showed up on Raw, you know, uh, our buddy Darren Young and uh, Daniel Bryan and a bunch of others, they all uh, Ryback. Um, Wade Barrett, uh, Heath Heath Slater. Oh, no, 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 no. It was not Ryback. Mike, come on. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> what it do, right? Is that, is that <laughs> like that. Skip Sheffield. I'm sorry. I apologize for that slip up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Nexus, the, the way they just tore apart the ring, uh, you know, tore apart the set. Of course, Daniel Bryan famously choking out Justin Roberts and uh, getting relieved Fired? of his duties. Yes, <laughs> uh, because that was not allowed, uh, even though, you know, no one let him know that. But uh, that debut, I, the Nexus did didn't have the staying power when they it was a SummerSlam, I believe, where John Cena's team versus Nexus and John Cena's team just won outright. It really kind of killed the momentum in my eyes of the Nexus. And they never really got any higher than that first night. They peaked with their debut, which is kind of uh which is kind of sad. But 
the Nexus, when they first came in, there was something else. Well, yeah, one of the coolest things I think they've done on WWE TV in a long time. I, I mean, I, it, it was so well done, so crazy and unpredictable. You, you talk about the things that may be missing from TV now and something like that, something like unpredictable happening that like wh- the things that make you stop and say, whoa, what the like, what the hell is this? You know, and that's definitely one of those was one of those moments, the, the Nexus debut. Uh, what do you get? What else do you got, Brian, for favorite factions as we lead into our number one picks here? Yes. Well, I, I will say um, I've never been a, a, a big Bret Hart fan, but I did enjoy um, the Hart Foundation with uh, with him and the Anvil and Bulldog and Owen and Brian Pillman. I always thought that was that made for some uh, some great TV and really, you know, was pretty, pretty vital in the kicking off of the of the Attitude Era. Yeah, I mean, and the people that they, uh, you know, waged war with, which was uh, Triple H, Shawn Michaels in China, the original D-Generation X, uh, of course, a a great faction that uh, kind of went up head-to-head against the Hart Foundation for a time. Uh, DX, you got to put up there. I mean, I know the NWO came first, but uh, some of the stuff that they had DX doing was just... Uh, revolutionary it was you know most of it juvenile but <laughs> revolutionary for what they're able to get on tv at the time and of course the invasion of the wcw when they were in virginia was uh something that will always be remembered i think when it comes to dx do, do, mike do you have any do you have any guilty pleasures though like things you know weren't good but you liked it. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. Um, how about the Mean Street Posse? <laughs> how about you, it? You read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Those first vignettes when it was just uh, Shane. It was like you know just basically like dumb documentary style where Shane and his buddies were talking about how Shane is like you know the the king of the street fighting and all this other stuff. And you know all of his buddies are building them up like Pete Gas and Rodney and a couple others just. And then they debut and they start, they get their uh, sweater vests and they start getting in the ring and being a part of it. It was just ridiculous. But uh, I don't know. There was something, uh, something I just liked about it. I'm right there with you. I, I, that's exactly where my mind went to. The other one I was kind of thinking of was the Mexicals. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really enjoy. I really thought it was funny stuff. To you know, they just kind of made light of the stereotypes, and I, I thought it was entertaining as hell, man. I thought it was, I thought it was really good stuff. Uh, and ironically, as told in one of our episodes, uh, myself and Warbeard Hansen were there for the beginning of uh, the demise of the Mexicals, or at least for one of the Mexicals. Uh, you can go back in the archives and listen, right, Mike? Yes, you've definitely uh, spoken about that before at length with uh, <laughs> Juventud Guerrero. A little spoiler alert there. But uh, let me give my, well, mm, I got two here that I'm deciding between for my number one pick. Well, um, I mean, I, well, there's probably, what, four that I'm sure right now. There, uh, well, I'm sure I, I know there's one that Mike Mills is like, if he's <laughs> listening to this, his friggin' ears are, and his head is ready to explode <laughs> because we haven't mentioned him yet. Is it going to be your favorite? or to, to His nails are stuck into his desk at work. Just <laughs> <laughs> all tense, waiting for us to say those magic words. Uh, but it's should not my favorite. It? Should we just? <laughs> I guess we should. Of course, we're talking about the Varsity Club. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> of no, course. we're talking about the four horsemen. 
Uh, of course, we're talking about the Four Horsemen. You can't talk about pro wrestling factions without talking about the Four Horsemen. Now, again, we're talking about favorites. They, they were never a favorite of mine because I, I largely um, I did not watch you know in the NWA and I did not watch WCW uh, a lot. I was obviously familiar with it. I've become more familiar with it as time went on, and I recognize how tremendous the, the Four Horsemen were, but. Not one of my favorites uh, of all time because I, you know, at the time when I was falling madly in love with pro wrestling, I I didn't have a ton of exposure to um, the Four Horsemen. Yeah, I mean, I didn't like it. They weren't my favorites because they were, uh, you know, dastardly bad guys. <laughs> but what do you think about um, the WWE version of the Four Horsemen that they did, you know, in the mid early 2000s i'm not sure how to say mid 2000s for you know from from 2000 to 2009 what about evolution evolution was it was was a great faction i mean if you're looking at the if you're looking for the magnitude of the, of the members of the group just all, all four guys are just i mean you got flair triple h batista and randy orton flair's a two-time hall of famer and Triple H probably could be a three-time Hall of Famer by the time it's done, and the, the other two will certainly go in. So the magnitude of the group, and the other two were both, well, Batista not so much young maybe in age as Randy Orton was, but young in his career, and I mean, definitely just a, a humongous impact on, on pro wrestling. Okay, Brian, let me hear your number one pick. Who, what, who, what people form your favorite wrestling faction ever? <laughs> Are you sure you want to let me go right now, Mike? Yeah, because I got I got I got to narrow it down between like t- I thought it was two, but now it's like three or four I'm seeing uh, here. So why don't you give give me a one, and maybe that will knock one off my list. All right. Well, Mike, I'm gonna go a little outside the box here, so I'm not sure I'm gonna knock one off your list. And remember, these are our favorite pro wrestling factions of all time. I'm gonna talk about a group that ran amok in chaotic wrestling, Mike. Oh, my God. Led by, uh, no doubt, a first ballot Hall of Famer. Just a fantastic group of guys and, and a gal who ran the show both behind the scenes and, uh, and in front of the uh, fans. They own championships, Mike. You know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about big business, Mike. Ugh. You got <laughs> You got Cherry Payne. You got Max Bauer, you got the Golden Greek Alex Arion, and the centerpiece, the franchise, the crown jewel, the heavyweight champion, the kingpin Brian Malonis himself, my favorite pro wrestling faction of all time, Mike. How can you top that? You can't. Uh, what's, your sec- what's your second favorite then? <laughs> Christ's sake. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, Mike, a little later on, there was another faction in chaotic wrestling. Oh, come on. Some young guys that were hungry and they needed a leader. <laughs> no. And this guy just came along and he took these guys. And they, they oh, we need, we need a mastermind behind it too. And I brought, I brought somebody in from the outside. Mike, of course I'm talking about the Empire. You had Scott Reed. <laughs> you had Sledge. You had Sean Gorman. And you had the champ himself, the Kingpin Brian Malonis. Third favorite, favorite. Third favorite. <laughs> well, Mike, this one... Uh, this one's real special, I got to tell you, because it was, it was led by a guy who was a legend in the pro wrestling business, Ox Baker himself. Of course, <laughs> okay. I'm talking about Ox okay. Baker's <laughs> army. 
All right, enough, <laughs> enough of you. Holy fuck. <laughs> I was really hoping you'd get to something serious, but it's not all happening, right, is it? All right, I'll go with serious here. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess it's a little it's a little uh, reflective. Um, I really did enjoy it during the time, and that was, of course, uh, the NWO. I think the NWO is, and I don't I don't mean once it got watered down because it, it reached uh, just absurd levels. <laughs> just a ring of thirty seven people. <laughs> yeah, um, but the original, uh, you know, the original three, and then when they were just when they were just kind of adding guys here and there, and you never knew who was going to either flip or who was going to debut. Uh, the NWO just well, was tremendous. Maybe one one of the greatest storylines in pro wrestling history. Uh, certainly one of the greatest factions, Mike. And uh, I took an oath a long time ago, Mike. And that's if you're NWO, you're NWO for, for life. For life. <laughs> oh, brother. Um, well, Brian, you didn't knock one off my list. I did not have the NWO I didn't. on my list. No. Oh, my uh, God. But, but I got three here that I'm really having a hard time with. Jeez. Um, do, you got, do you got two words for me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Um, but right, let me just say the Nation of Domination. That's, that's one that I think uh, wow. w- was really cool when it first started with PG-13 doing the song well, how'd that Farouk. song go, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> we are the nation, live and in color. Don't diss the man or I'll bum rush your mother. This is what I'm saying. It's real, not playing. Farouk is the man, so hit your knees and stop praying. Wow. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. But that's not my pick, Brian. Uh, and I, I'm between these two, it's really hard. Uh, so I'll say first runner-up, The Shield, which okay. in this day and age, to be booked that perfectly as a faction is really really uh hard to come by they were strong they didn't uh you know they didn't take any shit from nobody and they really 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 uh were like protected to the max and yeah fucking a they were yeah. it shows what you happens when you actually protect somebody and let them and let them win <laughs> like, yes. and not do the 50 50 stuff where they, they can really get over her yeah, and this is where, of course, Roman Reigns became the favorite because he was a strong, silent type. Then they had him uh, spout nursery rhymes, and things took a turn for the worse. But the Shield was uh, excellent, 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 especially in you know the current modern day wrestling to have that just the that perfect uh, booking was. Amazing, and uh, you know, I don't know if they'll get back there again someday. Or- oh, I think I think they're gonna sh- come on. They're all three are on the raw brand and baby faces. <laughs> so you never know, Brian. It's inevitable. Maybe. <laughs> but uh, that is a very close second to my number one pick, Brian, which is a group that really um, it changed the face of WWE. It changed the face of Raw. It was a huge story. Four guys coming straight from WCW onto WWF TV, and that was Perry Saturn, Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero, and Chris Benoit, the Radicals. Mike, I'm, un- I'm uncomfortable with you talking about this. <laughs> I know you're, you're giving me a hard time because I said I was uncomfortable <laughs> talking about Chris Benoit back in the day, but uh, we'll, we'll just refer to them as the Radicals in total. <laughs> All right, uh, but yeah, just the the significance of four guys who were um, 
doing very well in WCW, for them to hop right directly onto WWF TV was unprecedented at the time. And they, that I just remember that uh, I think it was an ten man tag that they had, like maybe their second week in, that was so heated and so amazing. It was. Uh, I don't know, just and it created all these new feuds, all these new matches. Eddie and Chris Benoit went on to do great things, and it it, it all started with the Radicals. And I think that is, uh, I'm going to say, it's my favorite wrestling faction of all time. Wow, it was really the really the death knell for the it was the final nail in the coffin for for WCW. I think. I mean, it was already going that way anyways. But when you take uh, four guys of that level and just give them to the competition it's well it's uh sayonara yeah <laughs> it was a uh, yeah this historical significance there is uh it that puts it over the top for me or over the shield in terms of uh the favorite wrestling faction yeah it's it's one a lot of people probably don't talk about because of obviously the uncomfortable situation of chris benoit and and um, Eddie Guerrero passing away tragically young, and then and if you look at it, he hasn't passed away, but Perry Saturn current situation just uh, so it's the, it's one that probably gets overlooked. But yeah, when they first came in, man, it was yeah, it was really something. It was it was really the last uh, of probably being excited for guys jumping ship too, because I don't know how plausible that situation is currently with the current wrestling landscape, and I don't remember really any after that where it was like, oh my god, this guy jumped. Well, how about DDP uh, being the stalker? <laughs> no. Right. Well, you know, ranks rank, ranks pretty, you know, pretty close up there, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's my pick, Brian. And uh, what is your favorite wrestling faction out there? Let us know at the WPAN on Twitter, Facebook.com slash the WPAN. Share with us your favorite wrestling factions. I know you missed some. I have a list of like. 12 or 15 here. I didn't get to all of them. I'm sure. Well, yeah, I mean, we left DX off. I mean. <laughs> well, I, I, I mentioned them. I did mention DX. But the greatest wrestling factions, the favorite wrestling factions, your personal favorite wrestling faction, let us know on Twitter at the WPAN. Just and don't choose one that Mike doesn't like because he'll give you crap like he gave me crap for my favorite of all time. <laughs> the new, new, new world order. Um, so, yes, Brian, I'm back. I'm back in the saddle after my uh, short sabbatical, and uh, I appreciate you uh, taking the uh, reins this past Monday on the NAI Network. You went solo. You did it all on your own. You had your own uh, BDA advertisement. You had your own, You picked your own promo about nothing. You did it all on your own. I'm very proud of you, pal, for coming out and uh, doing the whole thing 100% by yourself. Well, I mean, just goes to show you, uh, you know, Hey, maybe I don't need you, Mike. Maybe I've become bigger than uh, maybe. Maybe this needs to be a one-man show going forward. Well, uh, okay. God, God no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, willing to, I'm willing to, uh, you know, give you enough uh, room to hang yourself there. Leave enough rope. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you know, maybe next time don't take a vacation. All right. Uh, well, you know. You know, I, the kingpin doesn't take vacations, though, Mike. I'm no days off, Mister. No days off. That's me. Is it when you heading to Disney? <laughs> I don't know when I when I when I have to go away and go on vacation. You you make me record, so 
Speaking of which, we have a week coming up here where you might need somebody to fill in. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. Well, off the air, we'll get into we'll take, that, Brian. <laughs> we'll take it off air. <laughs> yes, we will. Uh, so uh, we were talking about the NAI Network episode you did this past Monday. And all the NAI Network episodes go onto this feed after they come off the network feed. So when they're done there, we move them over onto the WPAN feed and just added, Brian, the Broken Hearts Broken Dreams Club. That's our most popular, our most personal episode of all time where we talk about our our opportunities to try to make it in the professional wrestling business and You know Mike we really missed out there. Uh, uh, instead of, you know, because we were both on the television show, No Opportunity Wasted. That really should have been called Many Opportunities Wasted. <laughs> <laughs> so well, we really encourage you to go and listen to that. Uh, as I said, our most uh, popular episode of all time, most listened to, the Broken Hearts, Broken Dreams Club. Check that out right now on the WPAN feed, the NAI Network archives, right now on this feed on uh, BDA Radio. And Brian, it is Merv Griffin time, named for your favorite episode of our favorite show. And if you want to get your voicemails in, we do those over on the NAI Network as well. Get yours in, we'll play it on the show. 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. But that is over there on Mondays. It's Thursdays. It's the BDA Radio exclusive podcast. The way you can participate here on Merv Griffin Time is using our hashtag on Twitter, hashtag WPAN. We'll try to get through this, Brian, a lot of stuff since uh, we didn't have a BDA podcast last week. Uh, I apologize for that as well. But we're back on track here. We got some more great stuff uh, about our two podcasts about the late mofo Steve Bradley. We heard from gk durant he is at the voice underscore beard extremely emotional for me but a great listen of course uh, gk our friend um, who trained under steve bradley and we heard from brutal bob evans from ring of honor at brutal bob evans he said great job everyone steve was a brilliant complicated man a fitting tribute all young wrestlers need to know his story good and bad and uh, yeah i think we did we covered it all, Brian. Uh, we got into the uh, all the great stuff he did. We got into you know some of the stuff that um, gripped him in his uh, later days in uh, professional wrestling. Yeah, it was uh, you know, no, 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 uh, nothing held back. Uh, we certainly appreciate. Um, I mean, easy for us because you know to all we had to do was listen to the story. But you know, for the guys who were telling it, you know, obviously talking about one of their best friends. So again, just so appreciative of those guys to you know, tell that story and, and share that story. And of course that is Brian Fury and Alex Arion. Yeah. Thanks again to them. Uh, you can go back on the NAI network and listen to our two parts talking about the late great Steve Bradley, former WWE developmental talent and uh, former uh, big time player here in new England, Julian star, Brian at Julian underscore star 89. He said the episodes were great. He was 14, did a fantasy camp with Steve and loved the WFA. And also, we want to really uh, thank Eddie Edwards, Impact Wrestling. I guess it's Global Force Wrestling star, Brian. He is at the Eddie Edwards. He kind of retweeted our podcast about Steve. And he said, everyone should know who MoFo Steve Bradley is as a wrestler and more importantly, as a person. Thank you, guys. And thank you, uh, Eddie Edwards, for uh, getting the word out and uh, sharing your thoughts about Steve Bradley. Really appreciate it. Uh, That was really cool to see, Brian. 
yeah, I think a lot of people really liked it, liked that episode, and uh, uh, obviously again Eddie Edwards, somebody who Steve had a tremendous impact on. So uh, again, even though uh, you know Steve is gone, uh, he's not forgotten because uh, his teaching and 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 his mind still has a impact on the current pro wrestling product that you watch on TV. Uh, we talked about the worst wrestling movies last time, Brian, on the uh, BDA exclusive podcast. Steven, of course, my nemesis at HHH guy 2004 he says, wait, what? You've never seen Ready to Rumble Croc Socks? Well, let me ask you this. Who would rule Mike in the ring? Brian Malonis at least can answer this. Who would who would rule me in the ring, Brian? Jimmy King. Oh, the great <laughs> Jimmy King. He's gonna crown you, Mike. Ugh. <laughs> I'm never gonna see that movie, and I'm never gonna see Brian Russell Madness. I really, I really wish instead of Knucklehead, I would have uh, had the fellas on the main event podcast review ready to rumble. <laughs> well, yeah, the, we heard from them at Main Event Pod. Of course, Main with an E as in the state. Uh, they said they saw this movie was on Netflix, contemplated reviewing it for our critic week, couldn't pull the trigger. Good call. And, I, of course, I suggested that they have you on to review it with them. <laughs> Did they contact you? No, no, I have not been contacted, what Mike. the shit? Come on, guys. Come on, <laughs> Big Bad Harmon. You're listening. Johnny Fashion, get the kingpin on. Make him watch this movie about dogs wrestling. We no, need let's, to... watch, let's watch Body Slam. No, no, no. We need to hear Brian uh, expound on the many virtues of a, a Russell Terrier, um, you know, giving people... Come on. How bad can this movie really be, Mike? There's a freaking monkey dressed up in people clothes as a manager. I know Brian Fury would love it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, Brian. Let's move on to uh, we we, we uh, talked about your experiences at Ring of Honor uh, that was a week ago this past Monday on the NAI Network episode sixty two. Uh, Stephen also says, "What's the over under on Nesson screwing at Brian Malonis out of airing his match?" <laughs> Probably ninety seven percent. And TK Charlie Moore. <laughs> at T-Hog94 says, as an avid fisherman, I despise Charlie Moore more than any other <laughs> show, especially when I see him instead of ROH on TV. And, uh, of course, if you are not local here in the New England area, Charlie Moore has a fishing show that airs on the Nesson Channel, which is the same channel that airs the Boston Red Sox. And Charlie Moore, we have surmised, uh, either knows somebody, is related to somebody in Nesson, or has compromising photos of uh, the management at Nesson. Yeah, his, da his dad owns Nesson, I think. <laughs> because, because Charlie Moore is all over the place, and he is replacing Ring of Honor many weeks uh, with uh, no explanation as to why. But uh, yeah, T-Hog... 94, TK, our friend. Uh, he hates Charlie Moore as well, Brian, almost as much as you. The good news, Mike, though, it's uh, available on the Fight TV app So and and ROHWrestling.com. So even if uh, they screw me again, Costanza, <laughs> uh, you know, you'll be able to see the kingpin on uh, Ring of Honor Wrestling. All right, and we will let you know when that is coming up on TV, right? Is it coming up uh, shortly, Brian? Yeah, it'll be a couple. It'll be a couple weeks, I believe. It's the the September. The or excuse me, September. Jesus, <laughs> the July the twenty second episode. I believe is when uh, 
That'll be on. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll be sure to remind you here on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing when the Kingpin's coming then we, then we can talk about the match. Exactly. Exact, finally, finally, the spoiler <laughs> period will expire. Yeah, we're spoiler-free um, here. We sure are. Um, Bill Neville, at Bill Neville NAI, uh, talking about this past Monday, Brian. He says, Kingpin Brian Solonis. <laughs> get it? Solo. Oh, you went solo. I get it. Sounds like humor <laughs> from Bill Neville. <laughs> well, TK again says uh, you did an outstanding job flying solo. You didn't. He didn't even cringe when he named BDA like uh, usually do with Croc socks. <laughs> well, yeah, I kept it clean, Mike. You didn't. You didn't talk about titties or anything. No, it usually goes to filth when uh, you're involved. Well, that's uh, you can't win them all. Can't win them all. <laughs> you, uh, you love letting the expletives fly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Stephen also says, talking about uh, New Japan, as you reviewed this past Monday, he says, Brian, you could have guessed the NJPW G1 Night One show attendance, you know, like other people do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. You know. Uh. <laughs> and Randall says, a phenomenal show, Brian Malonis. You could have had a guest and played a game invented by the Kingpin and really showed Croc Socks. Yeah, you know, I really, I really blew it, buddy. I really blew it. You know, when I when I was away, you you found another Brian Michael to uh, to replace me. And God damn it, I realized after the fact I could have called up Paul Crockett and had him <laughs> on. And it would have been tremendous. But... Uh, I'm not that quick-witted, as it turns out. Well, he, he did. Uh, he checked in at Hello Crockett. Of course, Paul Crockett is a contributor to PWInsider.com, one of the uh, top wrestling news websites, and not a dirt sheet, I must say. Um, he says it sounded like you needed another Crockett around. There are a few in wrestling. Yeah, you really blew it. You did. I did. It would have been genius. It would have been, yeah, and I just... Uh, and you actually said that to me before that you got that tweet from uh, from Mr. Crockett. Yeah, well, because I saw him on. I recorded Saturday night, and then I saw him on on Sunday uh, afternoon, um, and that's when it dawned on me like I'm an idiot. I could have I could have done this. <laughs> but well, well, we'll give you an opportunity again in the future, Brian, to write this wrong and uh, really put it to me. It's really stick it I'd to like, the. I, I did talk to Paul Crockett about coming on in the future, and he said he'd love to be on sometimes. So. Great, great. I know he does a lot of stuff, uh, audio for PW Insider. So, yeah, it'd be great to have him on to talk about some stuff. Uh, yeah, a, cro- a crocodile who actually knows what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you to everyone who's a part of Merv Griffin Time this week. And we look forward to talking to you on Twitter. And we will bring you the best of it next week on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing on BDARadio.com. Okay. I'm proud of you, Mike. You refrained from uh, <laughs> burying me for falling asleep during during the show yeah i i, I okay yeah you, you i i give you props though for actually admitting it rather than just uh <laughs> it was the beginning of the uh omega elgin match and then it was the end and i don't know how they got there so <laughs> well all you need is a finish right right That's yes, all you need to it know. Was, I, I swear i just blinked my eyes <laughs> All right, let's get into uh, a couple of plugs here for our buddies at Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. Mike Mills does it all over there. MikeMills.Podbean.com. They do the two podcasts, the Smoky Mountain Podcast on Sundays and Thursdays. It's their flagship show. You can find it anywhere you get your podcasts. And as I said, at MikeMills.Podbean.com. Become a patron. Help him out over there at Booking the Territory. And check in the boots. 
Chip Kayfabe, referee Tony S. They are doing it every Sunday, talking about a different topic in the history of professional wrestling. You can find them anywhere podcasts are available, and they have a store at whatamaneuver.net. All right, and the Rundown Wrestling Podcast with Jason and Adam. I haven't checked it out yet, Brian, but there is a new Rundown sit-down with the one and only Demon Ortiz, of course, uh, a member of your uh, one of your many factions, Brian, <laughs> this one in APW. but uh, You didn't let me get there. You got all mad at me. I was getting there. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you check out uh, the interview with Demon Ortiz, who recently retired from wrestling. I can't wait to check that one out. Rundown Wrestling Podcast, the proper podcast that they talk about Raw and SmackDown every week that comes out on Thursday. So make sure you check out the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. It's all on one feed. Rundown Wrestling Podcast, wherever your podcasts are available. And now, Brian, on this BDA bonus podcast, we have made the effort to establish a very unique, very exclusive Hall of Fame. Now, in life, as in wrestling, the number one way to tell people they are up to no good is through laughter. I hearken back to those immortal words uttered by one Tarzan Taylor. He said, all it takes is that one over-exaggerated guffaw to let everyone know you're pure evil. So with that said, I am humbly submitting this week's inductee to the wrestling podcast about nothing's Heel Laugh Hall of Fame. The Slammy Award for Trending Star of the Year is unique and modern. It's a true measure of social social media significance. The Slammy Award will be awarded to whichever of the four nominees trends worldwide on Twitter, starting right now. Can you stop that? No. Let me guess. All of the big words I'm using sound funny to you. No. Do you even know what I'm saying? Twitter? Social media? No. The four nominees will compete in a fatal four-way tonight. The winner will be announced at the conclusion of the match. What? What is so funny? I'm laughing at you. (laughs) 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 All right, now, Brian, now, as kind of you took a little creative license on Monday with the promo about nothing, I took a little bit of license here with uh, the Heel Laugh Hall of Fame. I mean, not exactly an evil laugh. I'm not even sure. I don't think he was even a heel at this point uh, when he was doing this laugh, but it's a great laugh. It is. He was a heel initially, I think, with Mark Henry. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he started out doing laugh on the Abraham Washington show on ECW, and then he became, yeah, he was Mark Henry's manager for a time, and yeah, then he was, for some reason, just uh, laughing at David Otunga. <laughs> Yeah, Tony Atlas, I've I've known now for pretty much the entirety of uh, my pro wrestling career, Mike, and uh, he is a unique character, to say the very least. <laughs> uh, don't put your foot in your mouth, Brian. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what? I'm not even going to take the bait. <laughs> I almost did. And then I <laughs> well, um, what else can we say about it? I guess we can't really say anything else about him that isn't already on his T-shirt. Um, <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, this, this laugh, I, it seems like painful that he has to force out these laughs. I mean, you, I mean obviously, it's not genuine. It, it, it seems like if you had to sit there and go, ha, 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 it seems like it would hurt at some point. But you, you've been around Tony. When he genuinely laughs, that's, that's pretty similar to how he laughs. But yeah, but just, it, it, it just, it's... That's foolish. <laughs> it, it would probably end up making me angry to be have to do this laugh constantly. You, you know up, what? You know what, Mike? Uh, you know to be able to to do this laugh on command like that is no small feat. Ah, uh, I like that. <laughs> I like what you're doing there. I'm picking up what you're laying down there, Cape Pen. <laughs> Let's end right there. So to check out this heel laugh Hall of Famer in all his uh, glory, heel laugh Hall of. <laughs> <laughs> Find the link to the video in the description of this episode or go to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing page on BDARadio.com. One foot in front of the other and and (laughs) take it step by step to your computer. (laughs) Wonderful, Kingpin. Wonderful. Uh, Brian, you're packing your bags, about to hit those highways and those byways this weekend, doing that pro wrestling thing. One more time, where are you headed this weekend? Nowhere. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be packing my bags this weekend, Mike. I tell you where I, I am booked Saturday night. Okay. Uh, I'll be I'll be seeing Spider-Man Homecoming in IMAX 3D. So Hearing very good things, Brian. Hearing very good things. I'm, I'm very excited. Are we on? Uh, well, I guess for tonight. I think so, bro. I, 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 do we can we get tickets? Uh, I went to see Guardians 2 there, and I bought them in advance. And then, uh, well, actually, the, the Playboy uh, bought them online, and we immediately regretted it when we got there. And there was like three other people at the theater, so I think we'll be okay. Okay, it's a hidden gem <laughs> uh, up in my neck of the woods here. And then you know, because you got to see it twice. You can't just see these Marvel movies once. You got to see it. You got to see it more than once. I haven't even heard any rumors on how many uh, post-credit scenes there are in this one. I thought I saw two. I don't. I don't know. But you, you gotta. Yeah, you gotta see all those uh, Easter eggs. You gotta really get in there and really figure out all the stuff going you on. Wa- you watch it once for enjoyment, and then yes. then it's down to business. The next, the, the second and third viewings. Find all those subtleties. I like it. I like it. So yes, I will be there. I know you gave me a hard time for Guardians Two, Brian. <laughs> I will be there with you to see Spider Man as promised. How nice of you. <laughs> a little charity from Crockett <laughs> yeah. here. Thanks. The Kingpin. <laughs> All right. For more on the wrestling podcast about nothing and to check out BDA Radio's MMA podcast, A Man Walks Into an Armbar with Chad Alden and Paul St. Emma Jr., head on over to your home for MMA and wrestling talk, BDARadio.com. And we will be back together again next Monday with episode 64 of the wrestling podcast about nothing on the New Age Insiders Network. You can find that. Just search WPAN on your favorite podcast platform. All the feeds will come up. You can find us, subscribe, then catch us back here for the next edition of the wrestling podcast about nothing on BDARadio.com and the podcast radio network. Until then, here's the kingpin Brian Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mucko, and thanks for nothing.